following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Here we are, Players Lounge, everybody. Your Wednesday edition. Hi, I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McRae. And boys, we've been waiting all day for Wednesday afternoon football. This was supposed to be a game played Thanksgiving night between the Steelers and Ravens, but COVID has moved it all the way to Wednesday. So if you are local uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it is on uh, NBC5. So uh, I will uh, I will be on, gentlemen, after we get done with this broadcast, get myself ready to go on down and get ready to be on TV because when the game ends, then I got to go get on Channel 5 here. So before they have kickoff, all right, between the Ravens and Steelers, uh, Nostradamus, can you make your prediction? Let's, let's go ahead and get out the way because I want the game to start. You try to change it. <laughs> All right, I'm, on, I'm gonna Barry. go ahead before, got, before we before we start this kickoff. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and and make a prediction that the Ravens pull this one out, even with all their okay. starters gone. They got RG three uh, at quarterback, and for those who don't know, I mean, last time RG RG three was on the football field, it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he did hand them an L. So for me, I'm gonna say they overlook uh, Baltimore, but Baltimore gets the dub, twenty four thirteen. Dmac. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Yeah, I'm going totally opposite of this man, Church. I'm going 31 to 10. I know what RG3 is and that lucky stuff that he came out with last time. It's not happening this time, Church. They, and they missing, they missing more, they're missing more people than just Lamar Jackson. So RG3 won't be the only replacement in there. So I'm giving this one to Pittsburgh. They stay undefeated. And uh, hopefully Claypool has a big game for my uh, work fantasy league. So 31 to 10 Steelers. All right. Uh, uh, you, you know how this goes. You know I'm, I'm, I'm going anti-church. <laughs> you know how this goes when we do these Hey, picks. hey. Okay? It ain't been working uh, out get, too far. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't do it, Nui. I wouldn't do let, it. Let, no, I'm going to Steelers 27-9 uh, to nine in this game. And, by the way, in case you're wondering, why are you guys talking about Ravens and Steelers? Well, the next opponent for the Dallas Cowboys will be this Baltimore Ravens team. That game was supposed to be tomorrow but because of all the COVID restrictions in the game getting pushed back from Thanksgiving to Sunday to Monday to Tuesday to that Wednesday that Cowboys Ravens game will not happen tomorrow it will happen Tuesday December 8th now here's a couple things about this football game um, that uh, one reason why church I went ahead and took the Steelers Um, the Ravens are going to start a brand new center who's making his first start because the other dude's on COVID, and then they've got their right guard making his second NFL start. So RG3 is getting ready to come up here with some dudes who are not used to uh, playing NFL games and we're starting NFL games, and we're talking about having to go against arguably the uh, top defense in the National Football League. The Steelers are at home. The Steelers are 10-0. The Steelers are upset. They're upset at the Ravens for the outbreak that happened with their organization. They're upset at the NFL because they've had to keep on pushing this game back. And I don't think this is going to be a real crisp game because both teams haven't played in a while. But I did go ahead and say 27 uh, 9 because I just think it's going to be a bunch of field goals for the Ravens. And I do think um, 
Pittsburgh will just kind of wear them down and be able to get uh, get get uh, a couple touchdowns on the board here. And, and I just think it's going to be a tough tough day for the Ravens. RG three, I, I, I am. Uh, I feel for him, man. I feel for him. I mean, this is a tough way to get put into this. By the way, the Steelers are going to have Marquise Bouncey, their starting center. Uh, he's on the COVID-19 list. So I'll be interested to see how that exchange goes for Ben Roethlisberger and the center. Expect a lot of shotgun uh, out of the Steelers. But it's going to be a tough game, man. It's going to be a tough game. But so t- uh, t- go ahead, D-Mac. T- tell me this. So, so, so just, you know, according to what Jerry Jones said yesterday, you know, since, uh, you know, he didn't feel sorry for, for Denver because we had our quarterback that we drafted in there, so he won't feel sorry for uh, for RG three either. That I guess that's the same as, as Denver having their, uh, their their wide receiver going out there and, and playing quarterback as well. He he would call this equal, <laughs> and it is absolutely. And I'm going to say this again: it's not equal. It it, it wasn't equal when uh when when we put Danucci out there uh, to, to the to the uh, Broncos, and it's not equal when the Ravens put RG three out there. All right? this is this is totally. Different. Come on, Jerry and, and Nui. From from now on, when you refer to the game coming up next week, you say Des Bryant versus the Cowboys. All right. Just just make sure you just leave. <laughs> Des Bryant um, versus the Dallas Cowboys, not the Ravens. Des Bryant and the Ravens versus the Dallas Cowboys. I'll take that. I'll take that as well. Can I stay with you mm, on Des mm. right here? Um, the Ravens do, do not have their top receiver Willie Sneed, so um, I'm looking for a RG3 Des Bryant connection. Because RG three's been their backup quarterback and Des has been a backup receiver, so um, you know I'm expecting these guys to have a little bit of chemistry because of uh, you know a working relationship. So uh, I'm looking for Des Bryant today to try and catch a couple passes here, just because they're going to need some experience out there. So so I think Des Bryant. Sure, check this out. Hear his name I, called called a lot today. Yeah, now, sure, now he's starting. To, he's starting to get they, on that X train, huh? Yeah, they they do. Church, listen, 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 Louis. The Ravens do have their number one receiver, all right? He's playing. He's wearing number 88, all right? It's Des Bryant. They got their number one receiver out there today. They got their best guy. They can make the biggest plays out there. He's their number one guy. He's better than Willie Sneed. So, I'm, you know, I'm taking Des for, for, to at least have a big day in the loss today. He, he's, big, he's better than Willie Sneed by far. I mean, Willie Sneed, Des even being out of football two years with a torn Achilles, I mean, Willie Sneed is still not even in the oh. same realm as him. So, look, oh, for me wow. going into this game, I think this is where wow. we're going to see Des kind of take over that wide receiver room. If they give him 50-50 <laughs> jump balls, I mean, I, don't, I still don't think anybody in the league can jump with him. So, I think this is the game Des takes over that receiver room, man. Well, uh, at least this well, game, and not, not Dallas's game. Is that the, your prediction, well, Barry? Is that your Nostradamus prediction? <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, Nui. If if Dez gets in the end zone this game, you gotta rock an '88 jersey next time we get on the show. Is that is that is that something you would you would uh, buy into, Nui? You gonna send it to me? Go send me the '88 jersey. <laughs> I'll get you one of them. I'll get you one of them lick 'em stick 'ems. I ain't gonna get you the authentic. You know, I'll get you one of them lick 'em stick 'em stick 'em jersey. You know, what I'm saying? I'll get you one of those. But yeah, I'll make it happen. If, if you get it, if, if, is that a handshake agreement, my friend? <laughs> if you if you send it to me, I, I will put it on. Uh, All right, put it on. But but I, I've only got Look the Ravens that. scoring nine points today. I've only got them scoring nine points today, uh, gentlemen. I just think it's gonna be a real tough time for this Baltimore offense today. I think Des Bryant will catch some passes, but in terms of trying to score against this team, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, they're down. You know, you don't have Mark Andrews. Um, he, he's out. You, you, 
You got your running back issues. So, and, and oh, by the way, you don't have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be yeah. a tough game I don't for know, the Ravens, man. man. That you got, that know, you, but man. you got him. You got him putting up what twenty-four points. Okay, Nostradamus. I don't know, man. Y'all sleeping on on RG three out here, man. And Gus Edwards is not a scrub back there. I know they, you know, they're missing J.K. Dobbins and they're missing Mark Ingram, but Gus Edwards literally eats on the Steelers. I think he averages like eighty yards on the ground every time he goes against this team. So look, I know they're missing some some dynamic pieces. They don't got the tight end Mark Andrews, and I mentioned the other people out there. But I think with RG three in the game, it at least gives them a better opportunity to pass the ball. I know he's no Lamar Jackson with that dual threat ability. But I think he, he presents a more accurate passer, and we might see more of the, uh, the receivers in this game plan. Okay, so, so you, you guys have played the league, and you've dealt with bye weeks. And But what about the fact that these teams haven't had a whole lot of practice? I think the Steelers have been able to practice two times um, since last Wednesday. I mean, this has been an issue where because of the COVID outbreak, these teams haven't been able to just get out here and keep their normal routine in practice. Uh, and it's cold, by the way. You're talking about, uh, what was the temperature they're talking about here? They're saying with the wind chill that it's going to be 28 degrees, it, 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 mm. you know, windy out there. So, I mean, these are, these are some, this is a very interesting thing that we're watching here. This is very abnormal of what we see in the National Football League. You've played in the league, guys, so you want to tell me, what's the, what is it like when your routine is broken up this much, McCray? I mean, listen, for them, the, the good thing about it is th- these are division opponents, and these guys know each other. Their offenses have not changed. Ben Roethlisberger is still running the same offense. Run it, run it every once in a while. Try to get James Conner started and then, then go to empty set. And uh, the, the Ravens are, are still going to run the same offense that they had with Lamar Jackson running those tight end heavy sets and, 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 and using a lot of play action. And RG3 can still run, so I'm sure they'll get them out there on the edge as well. So that, that's a good thing for them. It's stuff that they've seen already, even though they haven't been able to been on the uh, be on the practice field but it's 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 a little strange when your uh routine gets broken and this is probably the uh the, the most difficult time that they that they've been through because they are supposed to play then they're not playing then they don't know when they're going to play then they move it a day back so i i think it's a little difficult and it, it threw them off a little bit but it's a division game these guys they, they they know how to play and they're professional so i think i think it'll be a little bit more crisp than than you expect yeah, McCray, you're right about that. I mean, these two are division opponents. They know each other like the back of each other's hands. So I don't really see, you know, practice time being that um, influential on this game. But I will say this. I mean, these are two veteran teams. It ain't like, you know, these guys are led by, you know, rookies or guys in their second or third year. These guys are led by guys that's been in the league for at least five years. So I think they have a routine down pat, even if it gets kind of screwy with the schedule. I think they understand how to warm up for each game and how to get ready for each game because these, these are veteran guys and so for me like McCray said I don't see it being as sloppy as kind of you know penalties all over the place but um, I do see this game having a lot of big plays I mean defensively you haven't been practicing you haven't really broke down the scheme yet so there could be a lot of big plays in this one and I think that's where RG3 will shine and and, and when you say wait church I'm sorry and when when you say uh, I do see do you mean like literally since you're sitting there watching the game or or is it (laughs) something that you you, that's how we doing man. With friends like y'all who need and, 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 and for the viewers I mean, you keep saying I, I do I see you know what yeah all right I'm doing my job over here you see the toys under there you see what's going on hey, I'm not mad at you church I, I'm looking at it right over here okay I got it all right over here as RG3 gets ready to take 
his first snap. And by the way, uh, Mike McCarthy said at his press conference this morning that the Cowboys are going to watch the game as a team. So that, that's what they're doing right now. And he said they, they're going to break it up into position groups. But at the stall right now, the Cowboy players are watching this game since it is their next opponent. Um, just watching RG3, by the way, completed a pass. You guys were in the league when this young man got there. Are you surprised that the former Heisman Trophy winner from Baylor did not capitalize more off his Rookie of the Year campaign and become a player like a Deshaun Watson, a Dak Prescott, or even a Lamar Jackson in the league? Uh, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm not surprised, and, and there's two reasons why I'm not surprised. Um, one is, yes, he had a phenomenal rookie season. We were all witness to that. You know, we played him twice, and I think that was the only time the Redskins swept the Dallas Cowboys, and I was unfortunately a part of that. But he had a phenomenal rookie season. But the thing that kind of hampered him and the thing that I think brought him back down to earth was one he had the injury he, he tore his knee up in that playoff game and two I just think uh, the coaches in the NFL they're too good the defensive coordinators are too good they had that year they had that offseason to kind of get the tape built up on him and understand what he does well and what he struggles with and they were able to take advantage of that compounded with the injury that I think he never really got a chance to fully heal from before he went back out there um, I just think it was just a compound of that and it kind of brought his game back down to earth yeah, same here. I think it's similar to what they're doing right now, currently with Lamar Jackson. It's it's a system that they're running. You know, remember he had Alfred Morris, who also had a, a, a crazy year that year as far as statistics, and they would run that play action and then hit that bang eight right behind you. They would do that all game because the safeties and linebackers had to respect the run. So he he got a lot out of that system and then you would hear a lot of people telling RG3 hey man you got to learn how to slide you got to not take those hits and every in every game you would see it and you'd be like bro you're not listening and, and you know and, and and it caught up to him and once you see him out there with that knee brace he hadn't been the same since and church once again another time that the Cowboys have been swept by the Redskins was when 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget. Uh, boys on fire. 2020. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. By the way, do you, do you remember who the offensive coordinator was RG3's rookie year in Washington? Do you remember who he was? Was that, Shan sure. was that Shanahan? It was, Sh was, that Shanahan? It was Big Shanahan, wasn't it? It was his son. It was his son. It was the yeah. offensive coordinator. And, and Big Mike was the was the head coach, and they won the division. Was the head coach, yeah. Rookie of the Year. And uh, Alfred Morris had that outstanding rookie season. And that was that. I, I will always remember that final game, Cowboys against Washington. And Rob Ryan is the defensive coordinator. I remember Brady Papinga being out there. The Cowboy defense, that defense was decimated. It kept the Cowboys in the game. It was, I thought, a fantastic defensive effort for a shorthanded Cowboys team. And... Here it was. The, the game came down to the offense needing to get down the field and make a play. And Romo threw in, I think it was almost triple coverage, and uh, ended up getting picked off, and, and Washington won the division. Yeah, it was a rough, man. That was a rough patch right there. That whole year, man, was tough. But and we bounced back. We did bounce back eventually. But, man, that, that was a tough year. That and 2015 were the, were the two worst years in Cowboys history to me. I, I don't, Church, I don't know. Which one, which one, what, what's worse? All right, being totally out of it. Or losing the last game of the season to go to the playoffs three years straight. We, like I, I don't know. I think the worst for me was being so close and not being able to get there since I never actually got to the to the tournament. See, to me, it's, it's opposite, man. It's that it, when you know you don't have a chance, like 2015, 
it, it makes it hard to get up and go to work each day. I mean, you get up, you get out the bed, your feet start hurting. And you're like, man, why am I doing this, man? We have no chance to succeed this year. Each and every time you knew going out there, yeah, we might survive for the first half, but they're going to eventually blow us out. I mean, it just made it hard to come to work, man. So I, I got to say, when you're out of it, it's tough. It's tough. I'm with you, McCray. Three straight years, the final game, you lose each one of them. And, and all of them in just heartbreaking fashion where you were right there. The game was winnable. It wasn't like yeah, that, that. That's the part that I just look at. I just say, my goodness gracious, what, you know, what, why can't the Cowboys win these games? And that Washington game, I, I just go back to that when I just remember. You were hoping that the defense could just put you in the position. And the defense did its part. And it was the offense that failed. And Tony throwing the interception. That was the thing. I was like, wow. You know, you, you know, because so many times we saw Tony get it done. And to see him not get it done and throw the pick, I was, I was literally shocked. I just remember being shocked. Like, wow. And that was one of those games, too, where uh, they flexed into it. So NBC got the game. So that meant I was working. And so, you know, they bring in everybody, the TV station. We're all ready to do, you know, the post-game coverage. And you just deflate it. You're like, wow. Man, it was right there. So... I'm with you. I'm with you, McCray, because all three of those games NBC flexed into. You know, they put it on. It was a primetime game on TV, and the Cowboys couldn't get it done. That was uh, that. That was a part of what also, in my opinion, led to that negativity for Jason Garrett. This is a diff- if Jason Garrett wins one, if or two, or even three of these NFC Championship games, he's looked at differently, and he's probably the head coach now. But he shook back though. He listen. We 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 did lose to every other team in the division those three years. But like Church said, it, it, it was two seasons where he shook back. And outside of them change having to change the rule with Dez actually catching that ball, we don't know what happens with Jason Garrett and how far they go into that playoff run. So. I mean, you know, you, you got to pick and choose. The church is still on the Kool-Aid, but I'm still like, hey, you know, it, it was it was bad. But we were competitive a lot of the a lot of the seasons that JG was here, opposite of what we look like now. All right, uh, let's not go down that negative train right here. Let's stick with that negativity. Uh, when we come back. I want to dive into the chess match that Mike Nolan is going to have to deal with with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback who's not playing today against the Steelers, but should be there in Baltimore when the Cowboys come to town to face them on Tuesday. Let's dive into that next right here. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at SeatGeek can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, 
the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, Back to the Players' Lounge. AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview presented by AT&T 5G, available in stadium and for home use. Download the Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the stadium tab. We are in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. Barry Church is in his luxurious uh, man cave watching the game right there on the couch. He's got a robot that's bringing refreshments to him and making him feel like the king that he is in his own castle. And I love you know that about what, your man. church, man. You love that what. about Are those man. stadium lights in there? You, st- you got stadium you know lights I, in there, man? I see the glistening off the, off the head in there. You got stadium lights? Hey, man, you know what? You know, I love y'all, man. Y'all two are my boys, man. You know, I, I, I ain't even got nothing to say to y'all right now, man. I, you know? <laughs> i tell you what. Uh, okay, so, so, so um, McCray, you have some props for, for Nostradamus here. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. Listen, the, the, the guy, listen, I, I'm going to give him some props for coming back from last year being last in our uh, fantasy football division and getting the last place trophy to this year, if he wins, he's in the playoff race. And he started off bad. It was a few weeks where he said he's done with this. He's not playing uh, fantasy football anymore. And he stuck with it. And he came back. He won a few games straight. And now he's in the race. So I'm going to give you the most improved trophy for this year. You, you can count on, on receiving that, the most improved player for this year. You, I appreciate right. that, Commissioner. You know, I, you know, I came from a long way, but what you alluded to tell the people was last year was an auto pick. You know, I had Mr. Draft, and it was an auto pick, so my, my team was kind of trash last year. You know, I, and it was my fault. I missed the draft. You know, so it was my fault. But this year, the GM skills came to play, and I'm one game out of the playoffs. So let's make it happen. Church, church, you oh, wasn't right. the only team to auto pick, but you was the only team to come in last last season. All right, so we're not gonna blame no auto picking. We, <laughs> we ain't talking about last year. We ain't talking about last year. We talking about this year. <laughs> okay, all right. Just to, to turn up the Drake. Started from the bottom. Now we here. That's exactly right. We here now. <laughs> hey man, I feel bad for you, man. You had. Uh, you, you 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 had to face Tyree Kill last year. I mean, any last week, anybody who had to face Tyree Kill in fantasy football uh, and won, you must have had one heck of a team because I have yet to see a performance like that in fantasy football. To, to, I mean, that was just ridiculous what Ty, Tyree Kill did putting up numbers there. I mean, Kansas City is 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 crazy and I, crazy good. And Todd Bowles was crazy to leave Tyree Kill one on one. What what are you doing? What what game plan? Yeah. What thought process? Hey, we'll just leave Hill one on one. I I don't get it, man. I don't get that. 
Yeah, the mistakes were made. And then if you're if you're Carlton Davis, man, how do you get back in the group chat with your boys? Like, I I know he was getting flamed up left and right. Like, man, how you let him burn you like that? I mean, it, it was bad. And then and then the, you know whoever did that game, ESPN, ABC, whoever it was, they're dirty for just zooming in on him after every touchdown. The man's on the bench, just head down, just like man, I, I don't even want to play football no more. And they just kept zooming in on him like it was it was brutal. It was a brutal day for my boy. Hey. Uh, Nui, I, I know you don't want to go down the negativity rabbit hole, but goodness, I, as I as I listen to that in that stat line from Tyreek Hill, I just cannot. I have to mention Calvin Johnson. Did he go for three hundred yards on us when we went? Man, I know you ain't just bring that up. Bro. I know you ain't just bring that up. Man. You know what? You've been you've been on fire today. You know, but your day coming, man. Your day is. Coming. I was. I can't believe you church, just brought that up. I was there. You know, and, no, I was then, there. Bro. Me and B Car were were harassed <laughs> that day against Calvin Johnson. The man went no, for about three thirty no. on us, and you gonna but bring church. it up? See that? You know what? But church, you know but what? church, but church. That that wasn't one on one though. We got beat up. They had D Ware trying to drop in the deep curl in cover two, and uh, the Calvin <laughs> Johnson was running twenty yard dig routes. He caught like eight of them. It wasn't one on one. I'm just saying when you look at the, the stat line, Calvin Johnson went off on us. <laughs> the man was unstoppable. I mean, like if you. This this man has he it's nightmares for me because not only did he have that 330 <laughs> yard game against us it was also i think a game on on thanksgiving where this man just went up and just mossed <laughs> all three of us in the back of the and then espn going <laughs> gonna put it on there like happy birthday megatron it has a little <laughs> post of him just you know just mossing us in the back of the end zone man so disrespectful man but it's all good because when i when i see the man who runs espn i got some words for you man <laughs> Change that photo. <laughs> Change the photo, man. That thing was eight years ago, man. Change the photo, man. <laughs> wow. Step McCray, like crazy. Man. McCray, you just stabbing him all up today, McCray. No, look, no, it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't church, listen, church was not guarding Calvin Johnson like like Carlton Davis was, all right? So it wasn't a shot at you, church. It was just me remembering like because Lou was like, man, Tyreek Hill, I haven't seen a performance like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> man, so, now you just bringing up wounds, man. Just wounds. Just picking at the wounds, man. That's crazy. Uh, mm, mm, by mm. the way, the, the Steelers uh, inside the red zone decided to go forward on fourth down. Ben Roethlisberger with no play. Uh, backpedaling just throws it up in the end zone and the Ravens pick it off. So it's a 0-0 football game uh, right now as uh, Mike Tomlin decided to uh, go ahead and and uh, roll the dice instead of going ahead and kicking a field goal. Which, which guys, this is a thing for me right now in the National Football League that I don't understand. Call me old school, but it's the first quarter. Your team hasn't practiced. You haven't practiced in, in, in you know, what, twice in the last week, why not take a sure three points? You're at home. It's early in the first quarter. Why, why, why get out here and try and, 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 and risk this? I mean, to me, you, sh- you are the better football team today, especially since they're shorthanded. Why not take three, guys? Help me understand that. You're right, Tom, this early in the game. Why are we going hey. for it, he, I'm not saying it's right or not, but I think he's just trying to put that team to bed. Like He's trying to go ahead and just impose his will, go ahead and rack up as many points as he can because at halftime, he just wants to tell these boys, look, man, let's just step on these boys' throats and end, it, and end this game. You know, this Ravens team shouldn't even be on the same field as this Pittsburgh team, but in missing that fourth down and going forward and missing to it, you, you actually did the opposite and you gave this team life, but I can understand where he's coming from on this one. 
Yeah, listen, I, I'm with Mike T because if you guys remember back when uh, they first moved the kickoff, I mean, uh, the PAT back, the Steelers were like the number one team as, as it going for two versus kicking the field goal. So Mike T is, is known for, for taking that risk, going for it on fourth down, going for two instead of going for one. So, I mean, it, it, I, I don't expect anything different from them. And, and they expect to beat this team pretty handily. So why not start off fast and try to get it? Okay, okay, we, we can disagree on that, but uh, that, that, that's that, that's just me and how I feel. Only for the Steelers, Nui. Only for the Steelers, not for the Cowboys. All right? Only for them. They have a reputation for doing it. <laughs> they they are undefeated, so they, they reputation. You know, they they can afford to take some of those risks. All right, a, a lot of other teams in the league cannot, including us. You know, Mike has only lost one Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. He's lost a Super Bowl. You remember who beat him in that Super Bowl? Ah, who, who, who gave him that L? Yeah, yeah. Who gave Mike? You remember who gave Mike that L, Dan McCray? I do not. I, I think I remember them. Was was it uh, Green Bay? Oh, it yes. was Green Bay. Green it Bay. Was Mike uh, McCarthy. Good, good old Big Mike. Mike. McCarthy. That's good. right, Mike they beat McCarthy. Arizona. They beat Arizona and lost to Green Bay. And you know where yeah, that game was, was played? Remember that game was played? And detail. It was played was right work. here in Arlington at uh, Cowboys Like six Stadium. feet of snow. That was our rookie snow, year. It wanted to have a blizzard that year. It ruined all the Super Bowl festivities, go. man. I was ready for that week, too. Like, it's going down this week, man. It's going, man, it snowed. The whole Metroplex act like they ain't know what to do, man. It was crazy. Sir, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was at the Rick Ross. I was at the Rick Ross party, man. I got me. A, I got me a driver. <laughs> we stood in together, and we were driving all through that snow. I listen. I never seen somebody fall uh, fall so hard in the snow, man. Uh, you, you, people don't realize that it's ice under there. <laughs> it's slippery. It's not like you see on TV. People just be running, man. It was it was funny to see, but I, I had my, my my fair share of good times during that that snow blizzard. Hey, is it is it too is it too late to change my pick, man? RG three out here looking terrible. I'm no, no, you cannot change your no. race. We guys, we Jesus. knew this. <laughs> this uh, is just terrible right now. Look, look at this guy. Uh, oh man, I, you know, hey, I was mistaken so far on this one. No, we don't. No, stick with your pick. Stick with your pick. <laughs> oh no, I ain't like Newy. Nope. I ain't gonna back out. I ain't gonna back out. Man. I'm gonna stick with the shit. All right. Oh, uh, uh, and I'm facing the Steelers defense in fantasy football too. This is just absolute <laughs> killer. This is a listen, killer. We, listen, uh, we doing we doing the show and everybody upset. Newy Newy looking at fantasy football. Church 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 mad because his pick his <laughs> pick. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let us take a break. Uh, I still want to talk about Lamar Jackson coming back next week against the Cowboys and how Mike Nolan is going to have to deal with him. All right, more Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. 
By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Give the gift of Cowboys this holiday season with a membership to Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. For a limited time, get a commemorative established 1960 lapel pin with your fan pack. Memberships start at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to join today. You are in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safeties Barry Church and Danny McCray. Uh, Cowboys are going to face the Ravens Tuesday. Okay, it's going to be a Tuesday night game. Right now, the Cowboys are watching this game in position groups. And I think if you're the Cowboys, you cannot look at this Ravens team and expect the same outfit on Tuesday because Lamar Jackson isn't playing in the game. The Ravens don't have some offensive line help. And right now, the Ravens aren't looking good as RG3 just threw a pick six into the end zone. Uh, though Church has them scoring 24 points and beating the Steelers uh, 24-13. <laughs> Nostradamus strikes oh. again. Okay, Nostradamus oh, strikes man. again. So, so I will start with you, Church. <laughs> if you are Mike Nolan, how do you scheme Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP, who right now is not having the season he had? The Ravens are a 6-4 and four football team. Um, Lamar Jackson has 15 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. Um, three rushing touchdowns. Last year, he had 36 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, and seven rushing touchdowns. So um, it looks as though the league is caught up with him. And Lamar Jackson right now has less passing yards than Cam Newton of the New England Patriots. So, Church, how does Mike Nolan defend him? Woo! I mean, it's going to be rough. They got to bring some boys out of retirement, man. They got to get DeMarcus Ware back out there. They got to get, you know, they, they got to they get Woodson at the safety. I mean, they're going to need some help back there defensively to, to hold this dude down. But in all reality, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be extremely tough because you got so much to worry about with this guy. I mean, look, if you, you got his legs, which is his predominant feature, right? He can outrun anybody on the field. He might be the fastest guy on the field when he touches the field on a Tuesday. Uh, so for me, I mean, it's tough. You got the RPO action. I mean, he has all he'll have all his weapons back at that point, too. So it's not like you can singularly, you know, focus on one person or one uh, person out of this offense to, to kind of shut down because he has so many people to throw it to. It's just to me. I think they're going to have to take a put pick. Uh, they're going to have to take a page out of uh, the Las Vegas Raiders defensive scheme when they went against 
uh, Mahomes out there. Now, you know, now Lamar, he doesn't have the arm or anything like that of Mahomes. He doesn't have the accuracy or anything like that. But what they did was they only rushed three at a time and they kind of dropped everybody else back in coverage and zone and kind of had everybody's eyes looking at the quarterback. And I think that's what you're going to have to do with Lamar Jackson. You're going to have to force him to try to beat you with his arm. Because if you go man-to-man and, you, and everybody's back's turned to this guy, he's going to take off and he's going to destroy you all game. So for me, you got to have eye, all eyes on this guy. you got to play some type of zone. But it's going to be tough, man, because this guy's electric. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, listen, make him, make him beat you with the arm. But we already know we can't stop the run, so just let him do what they do in the run game anyways. Make the guy beat you with his arm. Do not try to put a spy on him like we did against Kyler Murray. We know that doesn't work. The more eyes that you have on Lamar Jackson as he's dropping back and trying to pass, the better for you. So play a lot of zone. Have a lot of eyes on the guy. Try not to get beat deep, but make, force him to make those tight window throws and read the zone coverage. And I think you have a, that, that's your best chance. You know, uh, as far as your defensive line, those guys can rush, but t- make sure those guys do not rush past Lamar Jackson. You have to stay in your lanes and stop your rush before you get past him, or it's going to be a long day for guys chasing them, chasing them around out there. All right, gentlemen, um, and Barry, specifically for you. What is it like to be a ha- have an outstanding season last year? Ravens thirteen and three, number one seed. They didn't make the pl- they they made the playoffs, but they got knocked out um, by by Tennessee, so they didn't make the Super Bowl. And then the next year, thinking, okay, hey, we can be better, and then you're not. I picked Pittsburgh to win the division, and I picked Pittsburgh to go to the Super Bowl. So, what is it like that next year, trying to climb Everest one more time? It's tough, man, because like, like you said, when I was with Jacksonville in 2017, I mean, we, we almost got to the top of the mountain. I mean, we were three minutes away from playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, we got cheated by the refs, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> but it, it's hard. To, it's hard once you get to that, you know, that upper echelon to come back that next year and you have to get even better. You have to get even better as a team, as a unit, as a position group. You have to get better. You can't just rest on what you did that last year. And I can only go by example. That's what we did in 2018. We thought, you know, coming into the season, man, there's no way nobody can hang with us. We were three minutes away from beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. We got this thing under wraps. And we started out 2-0. and We ended up beating those Patriots um, during those first two games. And you couldn't tell us anything. We kind of just kind of got, got, you know, just confident in ourselves and was just like, you know what? No one can beat us. And we went on to lose eight straight i mean you just you you have to change you have to evolve each and every year you can't just rest on what you did the year before or teams are going to pass you up and that's exactly what happened to us we ended up finishing dead last in our division and i ended up getting released so um what you got to do is you just got (laughs) to evolve and get better each and every year and we just weren't able to do that in jacksonville and uh looking like baltimore might be on that same road i i got a question for you church to, to follow it up because in my eyes I think the biggest mistake that you guys made was did you guys extend Blake Bortles after that season? Oh yeah, like I, 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 I was looking and I was like, he's not the reason why y'all made it as far as y'all did. As, as a matter of fact, he was a detriment to y'all, and y'all could have made it a little further. He played better as the playoffs went, but he was not really a reason for y'all. He did not deserve an extension, and that showed the next season. I, I, I didn't understand that, and, and it held y'all back. As, as complacent as y'all may have been, y'all's quarterback play was not helping y'all at all. Yeah, and that's what and that's what I meant by saying, you know, we got to get better each and every year. Uh, I didn't want to put his name out there, but I mean, <laughs> we didn't get better at the main position. Yeah, and he was really bad, and he was even worse that next year. So, um, yeah, when you don't have a quarterback back there, it's tough. It's tough to win games in this league, and and we found out that out that hard way. 
you know, I go back to that draft and I, and I keep looking at the teams who passed on Deshaun Watson. And there's only been one team that got out of that unscathed. The Bears um, have, have ruled, they've ruled the day. They, them not taking Watson, they took Trubisky. The 49ers uh, ended up getting Garoppolo. They went to a Super Bowl, and Gar- but Garoppolo couldn't make that throw to a wide open Emmanuel Sanders to win the game. Uh, the Jets decided to take Jamal Adams in the safety instead of Deshaun Watson. Uh, Tom Coughlin decided to draft Leonard Fournette over Deshaun Watson. I mean, you're just looking at these teams and saying, look at what you guys did and where you where you are when you passed on a franchise-changing quarterback. And I think to myself all the time, what Jacksonville could have been with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. And we see how Watson has frustrated New England in the past and how they've struggled trying to contain guys with um, the ability to run and throw. Uh, Watson could have transformed Jacksonville, man. You know what, Church? You, he could. Who knows? You, you, you could have still been there. It's good. You still could have been there another two, three years um, uh, with a player exactly. like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, we, we, we could have done we could have done some things, man, because we were still in 2018. We were still a top 10 defense. Like, I think we ended up uh, number eight overall in defense. But our record didn't show that in, in mainly because, you know, our quarterback play was so bad. And we ended up I think the last two games of the year, we ended up starting Brandon Island. Uh, I think the last two games <laughs> and it, it was just bad. It was just all bad. So, yeah, that was a rough experience right there. But that's what happens when you miss on your quarterback. You, you cannot miss on a quarterback. And, and, and just for me, I never understood why would you take a Leonard Fournette. And this is not a shot at LSU, Danny. But why would you take a running back when you can get – I mean, and, and I didn't think Fournette was special. I thought he was good at LSU, but I didn't think he was a special back. I thought you could have got another running back later on. But to take a guy like Watson – who is so special. That was my thing, and I'm still to this day. I don't understand what were NFL executives thinking. This was a special quarterback, and the 49ers passed, the Bears passed, the Jets passed, the Jags passed. I did not get that at all. Well, you, well, you the, know Browns the, the, the Browns well, passed the, twice. The Browns passed twice. The Jags passed because they extended their quarterback. They thought they had their guy. Somebody upstairs said, we got our guy, and if we just add a running back or a different piece outside of the quarterback – I think that we win. They they saw him make some plays during the playoffs, and they said, "All right, he's he's on the upswing, and next year he can do nothing but get better." And they forgot about all the but, stuff that he he did in the past to make him look that way. And they extended him. I but, think they gave him twenty five million bucks. Yeah, but Dan, this was, th- that that draft was before. Okay, that draft was before they went on that run. <laughs> So Blake gotcha. Bortles at that point in time was a guy who still had question marks. That you're looking at him like saying, "Hey man, I don't I don't know about this dude." And and to me, I think Rick Spielman might be the only guy that I can think of recently in the NFL who's done it the right way. He used a top 15 pick on Christian Ponder at Minnesota. Ponder could not play at all. They ended up moving on from Ponder, and they got Bridgewater. Bridgewater ended up uh, helping him get to the playoffs, and they ended up um, he ended up being being a Pro Bowl guy. But to me, at some point in time, it's very – I mean, you, you saw it, Danny. Blake Bortles was nothing special. This was a guy like, okay, uh, he wasn't you good. tried, you missed. Right, right. So he wasn't good. Not, why, not, not special. He was not good. <laughs> he, he, right. just wasn't, he wasn't good. <laughs> right. He couldn't process. He couldn't process. I mean, it's like, it's like watching Mitchell Trubisky. For, for anybody who's like, oh, I don't remember Blake Bortles. We'll just think of Mitchell Trubisky. And so why are we waiting around? As a general manager to me, you just raise your hand and you say, you know what? Guess what, folks? We made a mistake. But guess what? We have an opportunity to take a game-changing guy. And, and in fact, let me take, let me rescind that. Um, Steve Kine, there's the guy who most recently got it right, where they traded up for Josh Rosen, 
It wasn't a good fit. They fired the head coach. They traded Rosen. They took Kyler Murray. They got a new coach. And it looks like Arizona's probably going to make the playoffs this year. It, I mean, look, it must be tough for GMs to admit, you know, they're wrong. Because, I mean, look at look how long it took, you know, to Detroit to fire Patricia. I mean, they just did it. And uh, look at Adam Gates. He's still over there in, in uh, New York. So I'm, it must be something where it's like a pride thing or something where these guys are like, no, nah, I, I can't admit it. I, I, I can't give up on my guy. I just don't understand it. I wish they would have did it down in Jacksonville. I mean, it was one of the, the fun, the most like craziest situations. We were in the locker room. He had just got paid. And everybody's kind of like, oh, yeah, congrats, man. We got you for another couple of years. Like, oh, great, man. I can't believe it. Like, it, was, it was one of the weirdest situations ever, man. Congrats, man. Way to go. Way to go. You're buying us dinner tonight or what? Uh, it, was, it was rough because we knew we, we were going to struggle next year. It was rough. Hey, D-Mac, um, Nostradamus is leading now. Baltimore ends up recovering a punt, fumbled punt. They score. So it is seven to six, Baltimore in front. So Nostradamus, you still trying to change your pick now? Oh no, I'm gonna stick with it, man. Okay. I told you I'm going okay. down okay. with the ship, man. Either way, okay. I, either way it goes, I'm going down. The, the, uh, you know the all ship's right. going down. That's that's all that matters. You know the ship's going down. <laughs> all, all all Pittsburgh needs to do is score what six more points. <laughs> to, to, right. to, to, you said they right. scored thirteen, we'll, right? Okay. 13. We'll see on the show tomorrow who was right. We'll see on the show tomorrow who was right. Mm-hmm. So, so Danny, mm-hmm. Danny Barry, since you guys were both safeties and, and the Cowboys right now are watching this game at the star, what do you, how, how do you look at this Ravens game knowing from an offensive standpoint this is not going to be the group you see on Tuesday? <laughs> how, do you, how do you really look at this game? <laughs> I mean, it's tough to definitely look at, man, but you got to go by tendencies. I mean, one, if they're watching the game, you can't get the all 22 look, so you can't really see what the receivers are doing route-wise, and you're pretty much kind of focused on the just the front, just what are the front doing and what the, the scheme they got running back-wise. So for me, you just kind of look at the concepts and how they like to run the ball and how many times they're pulling guys and all that other stuff because you can't really do anything with the pass watching the TV copy. Yeah, listen, I, I, I didn't want to say anything about this at the beginning of the show. The only people that should be watching this is the offense. They should be watching them. They should be watching how uh, Baltimore's defense plays because you can scrap the tape for what's going on with, with defense. All right? If you watch any of this tape, you can guarantee yourself that you're going to go out there and look like a straight fool. All right? Watch the previous weeks with Lamar Jackson out there because I can guarantee you that it's a totally different dynamic, totally different uh, way that they are calling the plays. It might be some of the same plays being called, but the situations that they call them in, to me, will be totally different so don't watch this tape defense watch the previous tapes but if you want to just do some team camaraderie stuff then do what you got to do and get together well i'm watching special teams to see if there might be any area where the cowboys can run a fake punt on these ravens man we don't never need to run another fake maybe a fake fake field goal a fake field goal maybe you know that we had the cowboys haven't tried that yet maybe a little end around where you know the holder just throws it up and and you know so so maybe so i'm checking out the special team and seeing how that is all right this is uh we'll we'll do a show tomorrow we're going to be off on friday so we'll have a reaction to this this raven steelers game tomorrow and get you ready as the Cowboys get ready to face these uh, Ravens on Tuesday in Baltimore. For Danny McCray and Barry Church, I'm Newey Scruggs and our producer, the great man, Chris Beam. We appreciate you checking out the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!